Hello, family and friends. I'm honored here for day four with Pastor Alan Bailey, and so thankful that he and his wife April are here at this ministry conference that we're at. And they pastor the Gathering Church in Jasper, Alabama, and looking forward to making a trip down there someday and sneaking in the back sometime and listening in to one of their services, because I, I can just tell that Pastor Allen, is, he's got a good church. And uh, and with 10 kids, you got a good start to get the church going right off the we, bat, right? We had a nice foundation. <laughs> well, today, Pastor, we were gonna, I know I asked you a tough question about maybe taking one example of yeah. a challenge in life and maybe trying to, to use those six steps. So uh, I'm going to let you let you have it. Sure. And, and you know, as you mentioned that, it just it leaped in my spirit, that particular situation. So, and I'm my best example because I know me. Mm-hmm. And so... I came up in ministry, you know, I'm so thankful for what God has done in my life and and the the people he's put me around. It's just amazing to see, you know, Matt Gober we've talked about, but there's been many other voices. Um, Mm -hmm. So at a young age and you're pastoring a church, God supernaturally delivers you from drugs and and you young and immature, but you think you're doing a good job. And then you don't realize now looking back at 51 years old, looking back at a 30-year-old kid, I'm realizing that one of the hardest things for me was I was caught up in this, everything's got to be excellent. And we talked about that earlier, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. And at that season in our camp, the faith camp, it was almost unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It was really unhealthy. But I didn't realize that. I didn't realize how unhealthy I had become with that. Mm-hmm. And I would I would want everything so perfect in the church that people were afraid to do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't realize I was as hard as 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 I was. And I write it. There's a story in the book that I I recognized the moment that I was free from that was when Sherry. She, Sherry has been with me since the day I started. Mm-hmm. And I was the youth pastor for her two daughters. And when I stepped out into ministry, God had spoken to her to come with us. And Sherry has just been a blessing in my life for all these years. And we were at our church and we had an event. And she had this gigantic bowl of uh, corn salad. I don't know if you know what corn salad is. In Alabama, it's to me, it looks... Like corn pudding? To me, I don't know what it is. I don't <laughs> eat it personally. It's something my wife makes. Oh, yeah. But everybody loves it. Okay. And so, and when, when I say big bowl, I mean, we're talking about 10-kid family, big bowl. Wow. It's huge. And she turned around and she tripped. And probably five gallons of this corn salad just hits the floor oh, of the carpet of the church and just... just fills the carpet all in the kitchen. And I'll, I'll never forget how she looked up at me with, oh man, because I was so hard on people. Mm-hmm. And I laughed, I laughed with her. And and I saw her face turn to joy. And that's the moment I realized, man, I just took my, I just took my frustration of nobody's excellent enough. And I, I, I've now gotten to a place where I recognized it, so we had to crucify it. You know, we had to kill it. We had to bury it. We had to make sure that it was in the tomb. And then when I got on the other side of it, my joy began to come back. And that's the freedom side. When you have joy in any area, you realize you're starting to walk in the freedom of it. Yeah. And that is probably the, the best scenario I can I can lay out because 
I, it was at that moment, it's almost like this flood of memories came back. And I remember being in the old building and people painting the walls and, and I didn't ask them to paint it. They came in out of the goodness of their own heart. And then I'm critiquing how they painted it. I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated because they didn't paint it right. They didn't have to be there. Yeah. And so I recognized at that moment over this big mess in that kitchen that God had really, these six steps that I talk about in, in my area of improper excellence, and that's what I call it, yeah. improper excellence, my attitude toward it, had really been crucified. And it allowed joy to come back in my life. And I mean, she didn't mean to do that. Right. There, there was no way. And nobody would mean to do that. No. And there now there is something to be said about things being excellent. Mm-hmm. You're working in the house of God. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't just like we said, don't don't t- take all your junk and just bring it to the church. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Right. However, but that's not what was going on with me. I yeah. was everything had to be right. If somebody yeah. stumbled through the announcements, I was just we had a meeting about it. You know, if, if offering took a little longer than it should have, we had a meeting. And I just, I had, and my wife told me, she said, everything you say is correct. How you say it is not. Mm-hmm. And man, that, I realized, okay, there's a lot of Alan still in here. Mm-hmm. And we had to go through that whole crucifixion process, get the flesh under control and, and walk through that. And and I hope, I don't know if that, that paints the picture as well as I want to, but but when, when we're standing there, and I'll never forget this, when we're standing there over this, it, it's horrible. There's food everywhere. And I'll never forget, out of my mouth, I said, you know, it's okay. I'm a carpet cleaner by trade. Uh. You know? <laughs> and I thought, just a few months ago, there's no telling how I would have treated this poor right. woman. So prior, to, between that two months ago and that particular moment, was there something that you specifically had done to get to that point? Or do you think it just fell off you at that? No, you know, for me, it, it honestly, it was very simple. I, I had gotten very disciplined for a couple of months on my prayer time. It was a specific time at a specific place. No matter what was going on in my life, that was the most important thing. Okay. And, you know, you think... You think as a Christian, you know, you you, you have a, a discipline, you have a prayer time, you have a, but but we get busy, life yeah. happens, yeah. and especially when you when you're bivocational as a pastor, you're working a job and you're you 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 pray in the mornings as you're driving to the job, mm-hmm. and uh, but but the Holy Spirit really dealt with me about getting very pointed on you're going to be here at this time no matter what's going on cancel it, mm-hmm. and it really became it, it became that intimate place. And I didn't feel like, see, that's the issue. We, we want stuff to feel good. Yeah. I didn't feel like anything was different. I didn't feel like I was praying anything different. I had just been closer. Okay. But that moment in the kitchen is when I realized, okay, something's gone. Yeah. Something's not here anymore. Something's fallen off of me. And, and here's the thing. Not only did I realize it, several people around realized it too, because they still say, man, that's, we, we thought for sure this was going to be bad. And so, you know, what a, what an amazing moment, and and such, and for me, I felt light. Yeah. Oh man, I I realized, man, God has really pulled something off me. Now, Pastor, in that d- disciplined prayer time, were you specifically praying about that area, just the closer level to God? No, I, I believe it or not, I, I I didn't see me as having a problem. Okay, that was the thing, and but the closer I got in that prayer time, the closer I got to the Holy Spirit, the more I desired to be more like Him. Yeah. And so the most glaring thing 
for me at that time in my ministry was my attitude toward excellence and how I was hurting people and didn't realize it. Yeah. So, and that's where praying in the Holy, praying, praying in tongues and praying in the Spirit matters. Yeah. Because I didn't know, I didn't know that specifically what I was praying about. But man, when the moment hits that you realize it's over in you, it's it's amazing. But here's the thing: I now I can tell, I can tell when I get real start feeling really tight. Then I have to check myself: where's my love walk? Where's my prayer? Am I disciplined? Yeah. And and so I I've learned how to maintain the freedom by asking myself those those things. Wow. But he just, uh, Holy Spirit brought back to me when I started my ministry a number of years ago now, what I heard from the Holy Spirit was bringing churches together for the end time harvest. And, you know, I've been blessed to preach at a lot of different types of churches. But one of the things I think that I've seen in, in the church is we get one ditch or the other. Right. I think prosperity is a good one, right? You know, some oh, people man. think you need to be broke and destitute. And then some people, if you send me a bunch of money, the I'll hyper, pray for you, right? Hyper prosperity, so, but yeah. beginning in the middle of that, I think that excellence is one of those things, too, I agree. that we can get to an extreme on. Well, Pastor, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, but if you would go ahead and pray for our listeners, Sure, please. Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you that you've given me an opportunity to sit here on such a wonderful podcast with such a wonderful voice to just say what you have done in my life, Lord. And I, I pray this simple story uh, of something that happened to me really begins to resonate in somebody right now and just helps them understand that you don't have to throw away your faith and you don't have to walk away because of your struggle. But it is, it's a moment that people can get closer to you and being closer to you pulls everything off. And Lord, I pray right now that if people only hear anything, that they hear you, that they hear that they can come to you, they can be close to you, you'll wrap your arms around them and whatever they're dealing with, you will help them because you desire for them to be free. You've set them free and you've set them free indeed and I believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, you can contact Pastor at gatheringchurch.life. I'm sure you'd be glad to hear if you check out his website. And that's where you also can find his book, The Unstuck, or on Amazon. Just, on Amazon. Just search Alan Bailey Unstuck. Yes, and I highly recommend that book. It was a powerful book. And uh, it was kind of like reminds me of, uh, was it Dr. Summerall talking about uh, people going to preach in China and make you feel like a backslidden pig? And because they're so hungry for God there, this yeah. book will challenge you. I guarantee it'll challenge you. And that's what you know, God wants to do. He wants us all to go up. He doesn't want us to stay at the Amen. same level, keep going up. But, well, folks, we love you all. And, you know, I know I say that every time I have this uh, podcast, but we do love you. You know, when you give your heart to Jesus, love comes into you. And all we got to do is let it come out. But we really do love you and just really encourage you. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he is coming back soon.